Once again, folks, live in Greenwood. Bonjour, shalom, what's up? And how you living, Mikel? I'm doing all right, man. Good here in the uh, Chaz Tower Million Dollar Studios once again. Uh, finally kind of a, uh, I think, actual clouds, not just haze today. Yeah, yeah kind it's kind of nice. Yeah, maybe we'll bring in some uh, rain, you know. At this point in time with all the forest fires, I think some rain is due. For sure, for sure. I'm ready for, you know, khakis and hoodies weather. Yeah, yeah, it is true. I always kind of say fall matches my wardrobe a little better. Mm-hmm. I got a lot more hoodies than I've got shorts, so... Um, but yeah, we're back, folks, once again, episode 31 here in September. Uh, we've just crossed over the Labor Day bridge into uh, the final march towards fall. Uh, what uh, what did you get done? Anything going on on like the Labor Day weekend for you? Uh, hung out at PAX, the, uh, the Penny Arcade Expo, on Saturday, on Sunday. I went to an indie game expo that was happening during and around PAX, which was really cool. Um, I think I talked about that last week. I think I talked about... Uh, did PAX... Uh, and so was that just over the weekend that last weekend? Or did PAX kind of runs a little longer, doesn't it? Or It runs Friday to Monday, okay. Labor Day weekend. So September 1st through 4th. Okay, that's cool. And then uh, this coming week, uh, is there any uh, expo of, of that type of fashion or anything cool in town? Or is it... <laughs> no, I think there is... Um, there's going to be some smaller expos coming in October. Like, I think there's a design expo that's coming into town, an architecture expo that's coming into town. So mm-hmm. that should be cool. Mm-hmm. I think there's one I wanted to check out, but I need to look into it. Oh, and there's also a Geek Girl Con that's happening in October. What is, uh, what's Geek Girl Con? Geek Girl Con is kind of, is basically, it's a convention for all things nerdy and geeky. And, but it's uh, directed more at women. But women and men alike go, so. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, they're talking about a lot more women's issues in those spaces, uh, how they can gain better representation in those spaces, uh, who's doing popular media in those spaces that are doing good things, and, you know, just all around. And then they have, like, games that go around. You can rent board games and such. You can see cool Lego sets. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. It's kind of like it's kind of like if you basically made uh, packs. Emerald City Comic Con and Sakura Con, but in a lower fashion for girls. Okay, that's cool. Well, that's a that's a good thing. I guess that's coming up too, because October's just around the corner, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's coming up. Well, uh, at this show, we often start with a segment uh, we like to call callbacks, and sometimes we have a uh, sound bite, but today we just have callbacks. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, well, any anything relevant to our previous episodes or bringing people up to speed that you have on your mind, Sir Chaz? Uh, definitely last time when we talked about the hurricane. So Harvey is has basically dissipated. So Houston's recovery effort is uh, going. And if you want to donate in anything, donate to whoever you think will be a good donator. Um, there are a lot of local Houston area people that will go that you can say goes directly to that work and everything. But if you feel like giving it to a bigger one, like if you give it to Red Cross, don't 
tell it to be specifically for the Houston efforts because once the Houston efforts are done, they can't use that money anymore. Yeah. So just give it to general purpose. And if that's the big thing they're working on at that moment, that general purpose money will go to Houston and whatever's left over will go to whatever is the next kind of crisis situation. Which would bring us into Irma and Jose, which Irma, uh, Irma's. And I saw earlier today that. It was supposed to hit Miami, but now it's veering over another course, and Tampa is the larger target now. Okay. So. It, it crossed over um, towards the Keys, I know, too. Yeah. So it was um, it was uh, hitting kind of further south earlier today, which would probably be why it's going to aim for Tampa, because then, yeah, it can curve around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means uh, New Orleans could get hit again with something like that, too, if it, you know... Yeah, yeah, if it continued, or, um, you know, other parts of Alabama. Right now, um, they're showing it. Um, it's just making landfall, um, the early edge of it, on the kind of southern tip. Okay. And uh, it's kind of, you know, the general trajectory they always kind of build is that it, it, it's going to cross mainland Florida and go kind of into southern Alabama. Okay, okay. And then dissipate over Mississippi, Arkansas, you know, Arkansas. Yeah, that and makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh it's a serious thing. They're listing it right now as category 4. Mhm. So, um but yeah, it's uh and then that kind of brings up the, the what I kind of saw during this uh Bill Maher show where there was a debate about climate change and like the the argument from the Republican talking head was basically um, that even though the science shows that the warming of the oceans is what's causing the more uh, larger hurricanes and the larger frequency of them happening, that uh, it also isn't proven that that's man-caused and all this kind of climate change debate-type rhetoric when... um, and and it was really frustrating because the other person was trying to uh, elicit a real scientific answer and never really actually in the five minute segment I saw got a chance to even um, make a full point before just getting like lambasted with like nuhs and mm-hmm. like yeah I pulled up a clip of it and we can listen to a little bit of it more and more severe hurricanes and. Science has not only made that prediction, they have a mechanism. They have a way of explaining why that is the case. Well, and that's what makes science well, different also, here, from ideology. The science is settled. What, the science is science. science well, here's the mistake. Science is never settled, but science can oh, be extraordinarily okay. strong. Okay. And in the case well, of global warming and well, climate no. change, it we can have, be settled. What, it can be oh, settled in the sense of disagreeing. No, no, no. Science is never permanently settled because there's always new facts and new arguments. Okay, okay. But science can well, extremely I don't think they're going to repeal the law of gravity. What? But we understand gravity. <laughs> in so, so yeah, and 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 he goes on to 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 bring up a few other points, and so it kind of it does veer off of the uh, the main issue there. But um, what what he was trying to get at, I think he's also trying to describe the idea that you do continue to look at things like yeah, we still we still research gravity, <laughs> like right. we just found like this like interstellar form of it you know just mm. last year in the middle of like deep space they they found um uh this form of gravity that was kind of un- unexplained but it was it was it was a theory in some form in uh, einstein's day 
And so this kind of proved that theory. It was just last year. Mm-hmm. And, and they're actually, uh, that team is more than likely going to win the Nobel Prize for science um, this go around. But um, the, uh, yeah, gravity is so, yeah. So, yeah, we continually to educate ourselves on even points that we think we've for uh, sure learned but um the the science that he wanted to get into was about like the depth of water and how the the changing temperatures of it and and the real debate about climate change the, this is this to me is is an indicator this is the canary in the mine situation when you're watching the show like bill maher mm-hmm. because they're sending out the republicans are sending out what they consider to be their their best talking heads when they're when they're going on these liberal programs and so you're getting kind of an idea of how they're going to kind of frame the argument. Now, you don't want to put the entire Republican Party's argument onto it. This person right now it was S.E. Cup, who's a, a writer for, you know, moderate situations. She's written for CNN and stuff like that, you know. So she's she's not necessarily like, you know, only Fox News and all this stuff. But she's accepted by the, the Republican mainstream. So she is on some of their forums as well. Um but like when you see her argument base, which is just basically to kind of juvenilely break up the the scientific statements, it, it reminds me of the Republican debate on climate change in general. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, is about skewing the facts, ignoring facts, and then and then creating these more emotional, uh, reactionary uh, arguments as opposed to really like debating the science itself yeah this feels like no different when crossfire used to be a thing and they had a climate change versus scientist guy and it was bill nye versus some young punk and the young punk was just the typical conservative that says like but we still need to do the research how can you say it's settled and we've talked about this plenty of times on the show it just goes back to the oil industry but you know oh god i sound like i sound like a silly liberal saying that (laughs) Well, and she was a panelist on Crossfire often, so it's funny mm-hmm. that you brought up Crossfire and Essie Cup. But, but uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, that's I guess yeah is a good callback to the situation since we're we're currently still dealing with the the hurricanes, and uh, literally as we speak, you know, it's making landfall. So, um, time will tell the damage and kind of what what occurs. Um, but uh, after that. Uh, you know, we kind of, we typically in this show, we move on to the actual episode, episode 31, and we like to start off talking about the state of America. Boom, 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 boom. And, you know, because even though uh, <laughs> Mother Nature is a force to be reckoned with, there Indeed. are additional battlefields and front lines. Uh, you know, what's uh, what's on your mind right now this week? Chaz. So I guess it's a This Week in America callback because we did speak on DACA or DACA last time. But of course, now that we know a little bit more about what uh, President Trump is going to do, he he says he's going to rescind it. Like he says he hasn't rescinded it yet, really. He's saying it's going to be rescinded in six months and he's giving uh, Congress six months to actually do something about it because he feels like it's a thing. But you know, Trump needs wins. He needs to keep his base. So this is the next thing he can do to be like, hey, okay, the, these people. And hearing the different pundits talk about how uh, DACA will cause pe- like cause wages to go down because it'll be, but I'm like, how? A lot of them are already working. So it'll just really giving them a path to permanent residency and citizenship is basically what it is. And there is a bill out there, and this bill was uh, proposed back in July. And it is a Senate bill, 
and it's from her old homie Lindsey Graham. Yeah, Lindsey Graham is. What's the bill? It's Senate Bill sixteen fifteen, a Dream Act of two thousand seventeen, and basically reading, skimming through it, is basically saying everything that DACA is now will basically become a law. Okay. And uh, so that's definitely something I feel like we can call our representatives for and say, hey, we support DACA, but now we need to make this into a law. And then there is something floating around with pundits and them calling it uh, unconstitutional, but that's a little presumptive because something doesn't actually become labeled unconstitutional until the Supreme Court labels it unconstitutional. Right. So, and it's still kind of weird because President Obama, when he used uh, his constitutional rights to use that um executive order uh it was his right to so i don't see how it wasn't unconstitutional but of course i could be ignorant and well, somebody will let me know my ignorance and thank you if you do well yeah and i mean executive decisions are um you know typically challenged by the opposing parties mm-hmm. no, pretty much no matter what its base is it's ve- very rarely are they supported i mean between both parties for sure um but yeah, I mean, and it's it's an interesting thing to look at. I mean, where where are we at with, I mean, when the executive branch was created, you know, we were this kind of amalgamation of colonies that had decided to to upend a, a ruler. Now we're, we're this 50 state plus territories, 375 million yeah. behemoth. And one might ask if executive power is needed at this point in, in that sense, if, if the executive leadership should be more uh, just yielding um, like a kind of more of symbolic, strong value system and that their actual executive power is checked by the representatives um, that we elect you know and and maybe this whole check and balance thing needs to be kind of taken a look at in under the guise of 375 million versus you know 19 million mostly farmers yeah for sure um and 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 i think we're kind of seeing that as we get because it it's not a functioning government if every eight years it's just replacing the former government yeah there's something about that that's like not progressive in in either system like for the republicans or the democrats if it's just going to keep because it was you know reagan clinton uh bush obama trump now not eight years Mm -hmm. necessarily but we're just seeing this constant reversal of 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 tactics and uh yeah it's just it's in this daca issue i think is is an example of that oh yeah for sure yeah, is and so you, but you were saying that this was proposed by Lindsey Graham. It was proposed by Lindsey Graham. Yes, introduced um, uh, July twentieth of this year. Okay, and so Lindsey Graham is Republican from which state? South Carolina. Okay, and he supports it. So mm-hmm. he he want and so uh has what do we know like we should kind of uh maybe in between this and the next episode kind of get in a, a better idea of what what's his past with daca and what's his past with, with yeah. this type of issue and what this issue is this is this a, a vote grab for for a re-election campaign yeah or or is this is this an actual stand because if we can gain um he's he you know he's he's high up in the in the republican charts Mm -hmm. on the on the hierarchy so if we can get somebody on board with some of these more important issues 
um, that liberal progressive uh, teams would like this that this government could actually become functional again mm-hmm. um, in all honesty uh, and it's been weird I mean there's also uh, kind of moving on state of America you can't you know we're not one sided we're not just Trump haters if we were Trump haters that'd be the name of the show right <laughs> that we could have a lot cooler intro if we were Trump haters it's like yeah my name is Trump boom 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 Trump haters <laughs> I just figure like 1990s like like Saturday morning cartoon those like quick like eight second like here they come Trump haters <laughs> you know you know <laughs> And it's just like like loud guitar, motorcycles, flames everywhere. Trump haters, <laughs> they're the ones. <laughs> oh my God, yes. And then, uh, and then, uh, but yeah, we're not Trump haters here. So, so we just came up with four theme songs, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, and because not not in the sense of like saying we're Trump supporters. I'm just saying there's there's no need to only hate on them. There are other people out there to hold different values to. Mm-hmm. I supported a particular candidate and she decided to release a book this week. Oh, yes, she did. So, so yes, she did. Hillary Clinton in the state of America. Um, I, I've only kind of seen some limited responses so far to it, but um, I guess there, some people think there's some def- deferment of responsibility of the, uh, the campaign. A little bit. Uh, I read the, the excerpt from the book and it was interesting. Okay. What was what did you take from it? Um so she definitely said that Bernie was uh, his, Bernie's attacks on her was the cause of the crooked Hillary campaign and because of that it created a divisive um kind of wedge in the Democratic Party which we all kind of do anyway. And and because of that basically what she boiled it down to is she likes Bernie's ideas and everything like that. She just wished that he were a Republican? Oh no, I'm sorry. Not you were a Democrat. Oh yeah, as opposed to being an independent. Yeah. Okay. Or and, a declared social democrat. Right, and it's kind of it's because when I have conversation with people like who are moderate leftists versus progressive leftists, it's always like it always boils down to well, we're the ones with the power, so you got to bow down to us, or you're not going to get what you want. And then, which feels weird because if we if you think like that. Instead of like win win, you get four more years of Trump, and, and that's that's the annoying thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I in my continued like my like ongoing uh, uh, segment within State of America called the search for the perfect candidate. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's still no one's no one's stepping up. You know, the search continues. Like, and and if we're really gonna have to mold it like publicly are we because because we got to look at we got to look sometimes at the success of the gubernational mm-hmm. uh, members of the republicans because those are the governors who who are running states not participating in these capitol hill debates so but they sway a lot of power they're they they cede a lot of power in those states and collectively the republicans are the gubernational like, mm-hmm people they're the ones that win those elections and so uh if we look at their successes there you you, that's where you see the the candidate pool the republicans have been rolling out for decades yeah um you know uh, george w bush was a governor 
Richard Nixon was a governor. Ronald Reagan was a governor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so who who's like these republic or uh, Democratic governors, or who are actually either elected or giving a good run? Mm-hmm. Because at this point, we might have to accept someone who's giving it a good go. You know, because yeah. You know, they may not be elected because it's just that's Republican territory these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to find that person. And I essentially, I just using the Republican model, we got to find him in that role of, mm-hmm. uh, of trying to be governor. And, and, and who, you know, who is that? Who's that, you know, leader in the, in the Democratic Party who's literally trying to lead a state that feels that loyal to that piece of land and those people mm-hmm. that they want to serve? And it's, been hard and it's kind of one of the digs republicans have on liberals about being these kind of hoity-toity uh wall street exec leftists you know like we're we're not execs but like uh like yuppies making a lot of money off like uh, just just making a lot of money and not really caring about the people and that's why like somehow the republicans always manage to like sway this like disenfranchised poverty kind of yeah. situation you know is because they compare our lives to being like we don't care mm-hmm. except for Mitt Romney sorry Mitt Romney yeah and right when and, <laughs> and, 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 and Mitt, Mitt was interesting in the sense that he ran a governorship of, of Massachusetts you know which to me is, is just kind of a blatant liberal place but I mean there is a lot of rural Massachusetts so. yeah but he also did a very blatantly liberal thing and had single payer health care right. for the state of Massachusetts right and that that was masterful for a re-election as well yeah um, but what makes him interesting is he's a hardcore businessman. He is, he is the, all my money is from dividends. So I only pay 15% taxes on my income because they are dividends. Right. He is the corporations are people because in his head, he's thinking about the legal ramifications people have when they sue other people. Right. Well, what I, what I was get, getting at, I guess, is that. Mm-hmm. If you if you accept that rhetoric, yeah, and you start looking at our econoclasts, our 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 major like players, our rich, wealthy, powerful people, mm-hmm. they aren't running for for governorships and serving and stuff. And so so they they they're actually right. It's kind of like how they when when um, sports analysts talk about the lack of black players in baseball. Mm-hmm. They talk about the incentives of playing basketball and football. Yeah, no, of course. Financially, you know, and that the general athleticism of a human mm-hmm. kind of tops out. And once you kind of meet that level of athleticism, you're going to excel at pretty much any sport mm-hmm. you devote time to. Exactly. And so if you use that kind of analogy of Democrats. There's so many Democrats not serving their public good mm-hmm. and instead just, you know, doing it in the world, making money, doing things that you're allowed to do. But the problem is that they're they're polluting our pool of, of talented candidates. You know, the closest thing I can think of would be like, you know, I, I don't know, like even if you they call us Hollywood elites. So even if you took Hollywood elites. What Tom Hanks should run for governor of California. Fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because he's worth like eighteen 
million billion dollars he's yeah. worth a bunch of money he's got facial recognition he's got some type of a constitution we know just being an american who stays mostly out of the tabloids has a good solid family his son just like produced a documentary last year like mm-hmm. yeah good guy you know the funny thing i feel like a lot of um famous people will run as republicans in other places because they're usually they're the easier party to get into right well because I, like and it doesn't have to just yeah. be tom hanks like it could be you know why didn't why didn't steve jobs ever run you know why um why didn't uh, you know and it's not they're necessarily mm-hmm. their duty to but to some degree it's why the party can't win is because we're we're, de- we're we're stuck in the the system i mean we've had two clintons in the last 20 years run mm-hmm. for president like you know and you could say the same thing about the bushes yeah but they had three yeah so i don't know if that's a healthy criticism yeah yeah i mean but what who are our elites that aren't running you know because if if i'm actually expanding this search hmm. you, you know. could say like oprah people are thinking oprah should be able to run yeah but I, then there's also see now the problem who, is liberals like, have higher standards right well who's our okay so let's remove celebrity but who's our captains of industry you know, that we know to have these liberal, you know, who's running, you know, multinational corporations, but not like in some negative way, you know, Shit, that's tough, you know, I mean, and, and because that's the other thing about everything is, and, and, and it kind of, I guess, like, if you want to be crass about it, it's like the granola Democrat, Mm -hmm. like, you know, granola Democrat wants to, you know, live in a world where they recycle and, and they vote for for progressive open-minded candidates but then when and you know they get called globalists but then when they look at the global market and realize that like multinational corporations for instance um are like permanent players oh yeah in the game of life uh and so we like to demonize them on the left a lot oh yeah you know and and on the far left more so if you if you remember um if you remember like um the uh like ralph nader campaign which was basically in 2000 was just strictly anti um uh like corporation that was its whole tactic was to like um be against corporations and stop corporate greed and things like that. Uh, it that's so I'm saying that's the far left. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And and so yeah, because of that like kind of lack of nuance in the idea of like you you can't demonize all of Wall Street and demonize all of like multinational corporate holders because like the reality of our world is they're players. And mm-hmm. and I think it's almost the Republicans blind acceptance of corporation that's given them some success i don't think we should blindly accept corporations but we do need to start to accept corporations yeah a little bit yeah we need to know what a corporation's role is and everything and i think i think america's biggest issue is that we believe that corporations and the free market runs everything just like completely everything is like it's the free market right and uh, and but in other places where you know, they use social programs and all that. It, it works if you have a hybrid model. And 
And I think because of the Republicans believe in the American dream and bootstrapping and they believe that every single American starts out with basically the same level of resources. Right. So they should be able to have the same level of achievement if they put in the same level of sweat equity. And that just isn't true. Yeah. So so I can see that working for people who come from a place where they're like, oh, yeah, no, I had the resources to do this and I had hard work and all this and have that criticism. But for those who don't, who you know, have to struggle to eat every day because yeah, that's the environment they grew up in. That's totally different. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like, so in a global economy, mm-hmm. uh, people are going to have to fill in the gaps between the different, um, partners in the different locations. So say if you're trading with Southeast Asia mm-hmm. and traveling from Seattle, um, there's a, there's a connection and a chain of multinational corporations that are are are, are connecting those dots, mm-hmm. and the reason is because we've constantly um, utilized the business model of reducing in costs and and creating a more efficient system, and so that's mm-hmm. what eventually, and you know, essentially America was was explored by corporations for and, sure, you know. And, uh, so it's, we've, we've, we've been down this road. Uh, and so I think what I'm saying is like, there are leaders of some of these larger companies or there are leaders who, uh, you know, are, are, are on the, on the international scene Mm -hmm. that could be steered into public service in a way that would would yield some good results for like the democratic party yeah that's true um because it's like i guess i guess i can't keep waiting for mr smith yeah you know um i i you know you know jimmy stewart died a long time ago so (laughs) i don't think he's gonna run and you know i i just i just want to know that we've got somebody yeah because if we go through what we went through in this last 2016 we're gonna come up with the exact same result yeah that's true if it's bernie versus whoever the party picks Mm -hmm. it's just not gonna work we need yeah we need someone who and i don't know i mean maybe bernie in the sense that it's it four years is coming fast and Mm -hmm. and he's you know active enough i'm like I, i i do i am getting tired of the really old president but um you know, I can't be an ageist. <laughs> uh, no, for sure. But 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 if it's not Bernie, who is it? Is kind of is, is a big open question. Yeah, didn't so Obama came from the Senate, and and Bill Clinton was a governor, right? Yep, Bill Clinton was a governor, uh, and and Obama came both from the state Senate and the Senate itself. So, oh, okay, okay. So he served as a as an Illinois senator for mm. for a couple terms. Um, yeah. And then he served as senator of Illinois. <laughs> nice. <laughs> two, okay. Two different things. No, no, no. Totally. Good. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, no. And and so, yeah, you look at those. So then you, yeah. And then, you know, you've got fringe candidates like um, centrist left uh, to, to far left kind of just, she kind of jumps between the two. You have the Kate Brown situation, who's mm-hmm. the current governor of Oregon. Um, but, you know, she's a little extreme. Um, and, and she could, I don't know if she would either want it. She's kind of more of a private person, mm-hmm. which is funny to say for a governor, but it's true. And also, um, he, uh, I don't know if it would be, if, it, if the party would accept her. Uh, yeah. I've also been hearing things about Kamala Harris where, being where, a pick. Where is she coming out of? California. She's a Senator, one of the senators of California. Okay. 
Okay. I believe so. Um, that'd be interesting. I mean, because if you if you go for female senators in California, you got Barbara Boxer. I mean, so there are there are definite like, um, strong senatorial candidates. I would say in the yeah. Democratic Party, and and we I guess that is kind of how we've been picking the challengers. You know, Joe mm-hmm. Senator Joe Biden. Yeah. John Edwards before he got weird. Yeah, fuck. Uh, and like, <laughs> and then like, uh, what was it? Anthony Weiner before he got weird. Like, like. Oh well, yeah. T- you know, both parties have weird people. That's and uh, neither one can claim, uh, you know, no no false moves. Um, but yeah, I guess so. The Senate. So then, yeah, I guess Senate leadership. But I don't know. Part of that feels kind of boring, and it kind of feels like fodder for Trump. Yeah, no, for sure. Like. Like it, it's got to be someone who's popular and unexpected almost so that Trump can't have like such a deep dossier on them. Yeah. Honestly, I think we just need to do what we did in 2008 and just have a whole like panel debate like the way the Republicans do it or at least the way I know the Republicans do it in recent memory. I can't remember like previous ones, previous. uh. So the Edwards, Clinton, uh, Obama. Yeah. Um, situation. Okay. And 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 who? So you've got Bernie in there more than likely. Yeah. You've possibly got Clinton in there because she kind of still has that war chest, man. I mean, she can she can go if she goes again. People are gonna vote for her, but she's gonna she's gonna have to lick her wounds and come correct this time. Is basically what it is. If she comes correct, right, and she lays her fucking foot down, right, and. Yeah, because I think it was more Clinton thought she had the shit in the bag. Yeah. Right? But she didn't realize how many people from uh, the the left actually went over to the right because they didn't look at it as a Republican candidate. They just looked at it as a candidate who was for every man. Right. Right. And expect, yeah, expecting results. And that does go, at least they're incentive voters. Mm -hmm. Like they felt incentivized, you know, because that's at least partially okay because it's like... That's what I want people to do. Cause mm-hmm. There's so many people voting against their own incentives. Like, ugh. And, and and it's almost, I mean, voting at this point is like, it's this right. And it's like, I hate to say it, but it's almost like, should it be? Because it's like, no. do you know how many young people wasted their vote? Like, like created this problem as well like oh yeah you know uh it was voter apathy basically yeah and 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 that's so frustrating yeah and then it's like when you hear some of the values of of the kind of 18 to 21 class outside of like the like yeah climate change is real and like Mm -hmm. i believe in evolution and things that are kind of good like science-based stuff when it comes to actually knowing the nitty gritty that we have to deal with on a national scale, yeah, they're just like clueless. It's like, like it, we, oh, you go. Yeah, I was just, yeah, you go ahead. But yeah, if, if, I was just saying like, like the, the anything to do with like the state penal systems mm-hmm. and like and like the 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 different like laws restricting you know controlled substances and yeah. di- different sentencing there, and then you also have like how are um the national international like tariffs and things how are they adjusting what's going to happen with our trade 
with England now that England's leaving the uh, EU? Does that change uh, anything that we're dealing with? Because we've mm-hmm. been dealing with them through the EU. You know, all these things. Like if you ask somebody who's not politically motivated in that age class about those things, they're going to roll their eyes. And that's fine. But because there's so many of them, that's going to start to change how our elections are run. Yeah. Because it's going to be more about the least informed voter than it is going to be about the most informed voter. Mm-hmm. If you look at votes in the past, the, the media doesn't talk to us like we're idiots. It talked to us like we knew what we were doing or at least had an idea of why we were doing what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But if you've got people like Trump and you've got this apathetic voter class, it's now more of like a stage show. Yeah. Who gets the most eyeballs will get the get the pull on the lever. And and that's that's just so I don't know. Internally it's just demotivating in a way. Yeah. You no, know? that's that's why I'm partially this this podcast exists to help you guys out there make sure that you're politically woke because 2018 is happening. So, yeah. So- and and when you're voting for your governors and your House of Representative members and if the Senate seats are up, the senators as well, too. And, like, those are the people, like, so think about it like this. The senators and the House people are all put on committees. And the committees are the ones who seize bills first. So there's over, like, 2,000 different bills in the, this year's, like, House and House and Senate. And each of them are going to look at them. And what they're supposed to do is take them, look at them, debate on them. And then once they go through all that process, once they're good enough, um, possibly go to the House floor, the right. Senate floor. Yeah. And there was one person when I was listening on Pod Save America that it took her 17 years to finally get something to the floor. Yeah. 17 fucking years. So it does take time. We're not going to fix climate change overnight. Right. We're not going to make climate change legislation overnight. But the first step is to get the people who care about climate change put them on like the ways and means board, put them on the environmental protections board, then find out those people who are going to the scientists and saying, we need you to help us craft a law that will allow us to effectively fight back climate change. And then it goes to the floor. And then people who align with that idea are whether they're Republican or Democrat are there, will vote yes for it. Are there to vote yes for it? Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, I, I guess that's the only way out. Otherwise, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, otherwise, you just su- succumb to the surge. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know what it is? Because it's like it's ha- that's that's what they're going with. Like because now the Republicans do feel emboldened and have momentum as far as uh, national and, and, and it, individual state elections. So this this next 2018 election is going to be a slog for sure. What's interesting is in that time period how far they sway away from the Trump agenda. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the interesting play going into 2018 because the more they stick to the Trump moniker, the less likely they're going to have a real strong chance necessarily of beating a challenger that can just not necessarily run anti-Trump like what Aunt Hillary did, mm-hmm. but run on a strong platform that has clearly a different agenda. You know what I'm kind of afraid of? I'm kind of afraid of Trump realizing that the Republicans aren't going to do what he wants. So in order to get a win, he's going to flip over to the Democrat side and do something the Democrats want. 
Hmm. And this is going to cause liberals to be like, wait a second. So you're trying to tell us he's a tool. And if we shit, and if we stare him the right way, we can actually use this tool to our advantage. Right. And that might get elect- him elected for four more years. Yeah, because it's interesting, though. He doesn't, because I, I don't know what his input response is because he doesn't respond well to challenging. Because, like, that's what some of these Republicans, like Lindsey Graham supporting this. Bill, mm-hmm. Bill is doing. I mean, he's he's doing that against Trump. I mean, there's no way Trump wants him to do that. Uh, but it, yeah. So so, and he he probably is going to react harshly to that situation ultimately if it does end up getting debated. Well, Nancy Pelosi, like even though Cindy, Cindy Graham put it forth, Nancy Pelosi um, and Chuck Sumer, but mostly Nancy, are calling for the president to sign a version of the Dream Act. It might not be this one. But and I think there's a bunch of different usually bills inside the Senate and the House have multiple versions of it floating around with slightly different names, but still the same idea and basis, but just different ways to implement it. Uh-huh. And right. And then basically. And Trump is saying, yeah, I might need to align with the Democrats to get stuff done. And the Democrats is like, well, we want you to save DACA. And I know some Republicans are saying like, well, he's a very transactional president. So what are you going to give him? So you get what you want. And it's not like, are you going to give them that $1.1 billion for the wall to save DACA? Right. Right? Which, if you made it from a monetary standpoint, DACA in terms of uh, job force losses is supposed to be like $8.9 billion or something like that. Wow. And, uh, yeah, wow. because they, those 800,000 people are like 91% of them are working. Right. Right. That means 91 percent of them are a benefit to the economy because, one, they help your business buy things from other businesses and they themselves buy things from other businesses. So yeah. if you lose all that income, that will fuck the economy in an important way. It's kind of a callback. I did talk about that last week. But I wonder what the population of DACA uh, recipients in South Carolina is. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Because... Um, that would make sense why Senator Graham would support it if it, um, you know, led to, uh, oh, and it just, it says thousands of young South Carolina. It's just a headline. So, yeah, maybe he's supporting it on an economic thing, you know, because I, I, I want to think Republicans are humans, too, but but mm-hmm. there's something fishy about Lindsey Graham putting his name on this a little bit. Well, just, a little bit. I feel I feel you. But but maybe if there's an economic argument, then that, that might be, I could see a Republican using that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing the South right now wants to do uh, less than lose money. You know, as you can say, they like that's why they clung to this whole coal mining idea. You know, right? Which I guess is like the South and then partly kind of the the border states as well. I mean, yeah, the fossil fuel debate is based in in, in the whole environmental thing, of course, and in the way they label it because they always label it as a a jobs killer, and what they mean is a, a blue collar jobs killer in fossil fuels, right? And uh, and of course, you frame it like that because it makes your point, and it's, it's like, yeah, I want to work this job, and and everything like that. So it's well, yeah, and that's and then that's that leads into Trump's like dividing up the uh, the national parks if he can, mm-hmm. in order to uh, to like in Washington and Oregon possibly start selling off tracts of log loggable forest. Yeah, you know, 
which you know is interesting and you know what i should say he's they're not wrong when they say that and they're not wrong when they say that it'll take jobs away from those industries yeah and but no one's talking about if we have a way to if those industries are inherently destroying us and destroying our way of life Mm -hmm. right and we already have the ability to implement other ways that will help us give the same amount of energy but in a left destructive way to the planet why aren't we working harder to phase this out and the answer to that is because people have families and they need to feed the kids yeah and uh, also i found like a broken record because i think i've said that before too (laughs) (laughs) well man uh we're coming close to the end is there any other major issues you wanted to uh go through or let the people know how to uh uh, expand their minds in their world and 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 grow their brains. <laughs> uh, no, I got no big projects. Uh, DACA was the big thing I wanted to talk about since that's that'll affect us in a big way if we don't call our senators and such and call our Congress people. Yeah, no, I I think that's it's kind of one of the most important issues that we have on our plate right now that doesn't involve either. Uh, well, it sort of involves foreign country, but doesn't involve like foreign wars, and it doesn't involve mm-hmm. nasty hurricanes and and the response efforts that we're gonna have to do or forest fires. That is yeah. what we're fighting out here in the West. Yeah, we, those fucking forest fires. Hazy, hazy skies. Uh, you know, we don't need to be the an additional media outlet that you know goes into detail about how ridiculous one of them is and how it got started by basically juveniles playing with fireworks yep i keep hearing that story but uh and you know that's devastating you know um i mean forest fires get started for different reasons all the time i mean the same fire could have been started because of a different cause Mm -hmm. given the dry circumstances so it's it's sad that that you know that group of people is going to be completely like demonized for this Mm -hmm. it's it's it's, going to be some harsh photos to come out once they get this blaze under control oh i heard that um one of them the kids and because they, they did it on the oregon side i think mm-hmm. i think they caught him and he might he can get up to like 30 years in jail yeah because of this i was like shit no he's it's serious and yeah apparently the heat and the wind from the fire on the oregon side is why the washington side caught fire mm-hmm. it crossed the columbia mm-hmm. but i guess if you like if you think about how a a, a tree burns it like almost explodes at the temperatures that these forest fires get to Mm -hmm. and so like whole halves of trees can get shot hundreds of feet into the air yeah and that's probably an ember that can then crash into a forest across a river and actually start an additional forest fire it's crazy man but uh so yeah um daca is kind of the one thing outside of those kind of bigger outside realms that we need it's on our plate right now and and it's a it's symbolic if it's it's a symbolic battle it's it's drawing a line in the sand and it's a human battle you know it's a battle for lives it's a battle to to prevent tearing people from this country who have only known it yeah you know and and that's uh yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting hearing the republicans debate obama's agenda for sure it's just it's embarrassing in a way the the style they use but well the fight continues man um we're uh we're kind of cutting this one to being the mid-range length uh as always you can get a hold of me at c-town mayor on the twitter sphere 
you can get a hold of Mr. Chaz at. Yep, keeping you woke over at CRSII. And of course, we're keeping you woke every week with uh, How You Living. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it's it's a it's a harsh world. <laughs> so, it definitely is. So you know you 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 just gotta keep on uh, keeping on and and uh, put up the good fight and participate. Indeed, indeed. Let's let's take a let's learn the process and try to utilize it before we shit all over it. That's that's where I'm at. Exactly. Let's uh yeah let's let's use the system to to make the change, and and actually get to some of these goals. <laughs> for sure of, let's quit talking let's do and uh we'll continue to do and we'll see you on the other side of it take care Chaz. you too M- michael all right. all right we out peace good morning Like we invented dogs. 20 years ago, we drove Bentley and saw us drinking crystal. Lane.